So if you are new to this community or if you are visiting us today, I feel obligated to point out that this is not the normal collar that I wear. <laughs> I had a surfing accident while visiting family and friends in California a couple weeks ago. And I am standing here today, mostly functional, but it was a close call. The uh, doctor, fortunately, uh, in discussion with him, said that it was okay for me to be here and to be preaching today, but I want to take this opportunity to set expectations. <laughs> um, I can't tell you what gratitude I have in my heart, that this was an accident that I could walk away from. And the vacation that we had, it was a two-week vacation in California. It was kind of upended. It was a very different sort of vacation than we expected. I spent a lot of that time literally lying on my back when we had planned to see people and do things and have activities. And it was a few days ago, my wife, Sarah, asked me, was that a great vacation? And that may sound like a crazy question to you, but when she asked me that question, in fact, it didn't sound crazy at all. I had to think about it. My answer actually was that there's no single word to describe this time. This was an unforgettable time in our lives, a bonding time for us as a family. And in a way, it was great. In spite of the disappointment, the moments of fear, the real physical pain, the disruption of our plans, we got the opportunity to appreciate how precious life really is. I can't tell you how important it has been to pray prayers of gratitude every single day that this was an accident from which I will heal. It's also been an opportunity to get very real about just how fragile our bodies are and also how resilient they can be. What a gift they are that they give us this opportunity to have life and to have breath today, this moment. And how often do we take that gift for granted? And if you are hearing these words right now, you have that gift today. And there's a lot going on in the gospel lesson today. Jesus is speaking and teaching about, more than anything else here, the gift of life. He speaks of eternal life, which is better understood not as life like the life that we know right now that just never ends, but rather life that has the quality of touching eternity. That is eternal life. It's not life that is better than life, but actually it's life that really is life, what we are called to be in. And in the verses leading up to the reading that we got in today's gospel, he's been speaking about the bread from heaven, which is different from the manna that that has been eaten, bread that passes away compared to this bread from heaven. And the people are confused, as they often are, and they say, you know, what do you mean? And, and he explains what the bread from heaven is, is himself. It is 
his body. And fascinatingly, in, in the Gospel of John, unlike in the other Gospels, he doesn't just use the word body, but he uses the word flesh. It is his flesh is the bread from heaven, the bread that will nourish us and give us life. And remember, this is the same gospel, the gospel of John that begins with the teaching that the word of God became flesh. We're pointed back to this first teaching of the whole book. And when God became flesh, our flesh became elevated. Because this flesh now can be understood as the threshold, bringing what is of earth and what is of God together in one place. There is a book that um, I have not actually read, but the title stops me in my tracks, and and the story behind it, too. The book is called When Breath Becomes Air. And it was written by a neurosurgeon who was dying. And during his own process of dying, he wrote autobiographical, uh, an autobiographical account of what he was going through, his own dying process. And so the title, When Breath Becomes Air. Our bodies, this gift, our flesh, our blood, all of it is threshold. Everything about Jesus and everything about the Gospels is about being on the threshold. The threshold between flesh and spirit, life and death. And the cross itself, the threshold between the worst that the world can offer and the best that God can offer. And Jesus straddling the two. Standing there offering us a bridge. Inviting us into the life that only he can promise. And by taking him into us, by eating his flesh and drinking his blood, he gives us this opportunity to live. And interestingly, in the world of the Christian community that followed um, Jesus' actual life and teaching, and the centuries that followed, the Christians became very suspicious of the body, of things of the flesh. That wasn't Jesus' way, but that was the way of the Christians that followed for hundreds of years, this suspicion that, that the body was to be avoided, to be, to be held suspect. This view that the goodness of God is too good to exist in the things of the world or in this bodily life. But actually, the goodness of God is so good that it does. If we welcome and behold this reality, if we eat of the living bread here and now, we allow for the reality that our bodies are made to be a temple for the presence of holiness. So when the accident happened, I was um, just south of Santa Barbara and so that was the place to go. That's where the, the hospital was for the, the ER to be treated. Um, and so the hospital is called Cottage Hospital. And we're talking about a very cushy ER. Like, I did a lot of hospital chaplaincy, and I've never seen an ER like Cottage Hospital. 
Um, I never broke a bone before, so I'd never been in that hospital before. Um, I believe somebody told me that one of the royal, almost royal babies was born there, Meghan and Harry. <laughs> Not at the ER, of course, but... Um, and, and they gave me very, very good care. Uh, but there was just one, you know, when you go in for any kind of serious care, there, there are always little blips, little things that happen. There was only one real mistake, and I found it kind of humorous. And it was toward the end of that long day. Um, so I'd been lying on my back virtually the entire day. Had a couple CAT scans and was about to have a final x-ray. And all day long, they said, you may need surgery, and you probably will need to spend the night, so just be prepared for that. And they, I wasn't hungry at all, but they, they didn't give me any food or any drink. Um, all that I had eaten that day was a half a bagel and cream cheese at 7 in the morning before surfing. And I wasn't hungry. It was very unusual. Um, but it was about almost 5 o'clock, and they said, great news. No surgery. You won't have to spend the night. Um, and so we can prepare you to go ahead and, and leave. And then a tech came in and he said, we have the imagery from the CAT scans. Would you like to see your fracture? Of course, yeah. So I get up out of the bed, walk around to the other side. I'm standing next to Sarah, my wife. And on the screen, I see my skull. I see those vertebrae, those, those fragile, precious parts of the body that all of us are blessed to have, this place where our life is located, which had been threatened just that day. And I see the crack, and I'm just about to fall down on the floor. <laughs> of course, I was seeing stars. I was blacking out. I had eaten nothing that day and been lying down. They thought it was okay for me to stand and look at this. Um, it was okay. I, I got onto the bed, didn't hit the floor. But I'll never forget that moment, because that moment was a moment of awe. Seeing the temple that is our body. Jesus was incarnate in the flesh. The cost of God's love was to become vulnerable, like us, in the flesh, and to eat and drink his flesh and his blood is to be like God, vulnerable in love and entering eternal life. Amen.